This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Dr. Carlos Mejia Chu, an assistant professor in the Division of Infectious Disease at Washington University in St. Louis. We'll be discussing spatial distribution of non-tuberculous microbacteria infections and risk factors in Missouri. Welcome, Dr. Mejia Chu. Thank you for having me in the podcast, Sarah. The word epidemiology has become much more part of our common lexicon since COVID, but people may not really fully understand what it is. Would you give us a brief definition? Indeed, the the COVID pandemic has made people more familiar with terms used in public health. The word epidemiology refers to the study of how often diseases occur in different groups of people and why. Your study used spatial epidemiology. How is that different from any other kind? So spatial epidemiology is a subfield of epidemiology that uses geographic information to describe health data with respect to characteristics of the population, the environment, or socioeconomic factors or other risk factors for infection to help map disease or detect clusters of disease. And what is microbacteria? Mycobacteria is a type of bacteria or germ that can cause infection in different sites that mainly affect the lung. In the lab, the waxy material of their cell walls gives them a staining property called acid fastness that is particularly important to identify them in culture samples. Are there different kinds? Clinically, the most important mycobacteria species is mycobacterium tuberculosis, which causes tuberculosis in humans, but also mycobacterium lepra, which causes leprosy. And non-tuberculous mycobacteria, or NTM for short, are a diverse diverse group of mycobacteria were over 200 species, although only a few of them can cause disease in humans. Okay, your study is specifically about non-tuberculous microbacteria. Where are they found? NTMs are environmental microbacteria, so they normally live in a wide variety of reservoirs, mainly soil and water. Their capability to live in the environment comes from their ability to form biofilms, their adaptability to changing environmental conditions, including their resistance to disinfectants. Is the incidence of it increasing worldwide or anywhere in particular? So NTM infections of the lung is the most common site of disease and where most of the available epidemiological data comes from. The incidence of NTM has been reported to be increasing in many regions worldwide, including the United States, Asia, particularly South Korea, Taiwan, and Japan and Europe. However, we don't know about other regions where there's no data available. Where is it most prevalent then? Do we know? Since NTM reporting is not routinely performed in in most jurisdictions and is not standardized, it is difficult to compare rates of infection between countries. In the United States, the prevalence of NTM disease uh, is increasing by 7.5% per year from 2008 to 2015 with the highest prevalence seen in those aged 65 years or older. Are there different NTM species in different geographic areas? That's a great question. A study from the NTM European Network done back in 2013 looked at the distribution of different NTM species in in 30 countries and found differences in the geographical distribution of the species. For example, Mycobacterium synopii was more common in certain European countries like Hungary and Canada Uh, compared to Australia and Asia. However, Mycobacterium avium complex, or MAC, is the predominant organism in most regions. 
What determines which type is where? So the reason for the geographic differences in the distribution of NPM species is an area of ongoing research, but it's likely related to local climate factors or population density variation. Some studies have identified some environmental factors such as watersheds, shallower soil depth, or higher soil density to be associated with clustering of NTM infections. A study in Queensland examined the effects of climatic factors on infectious trends and found that the incidence of a particular group of NTMs increased after heavy rainfalls. Your study focuses on Missouri in the United States. Why? Well, since I work in Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, I started seeing an increasing number of referrals of patients with NTM infections in clinic. A lot of them with extensive pulmonary season coming from rural areas. So the mandatory NTM reporting surveillance that the Missouri State Health Department has provided an opportunity to look into the epidemiology and factors driving what I was seeing in clinical practice. And what NTM species are found in Missouri? So the most common NTM species we found in our study were Mycobacterium avium, Mycobacterium fortuitum, Mycobacterium abscessus, and Mycobacterium chiloniae. What time frame were you looking at? We looked at all samples reported to the Missouri Department of Health and Human Services from 2008 to 2019. And why did you choose that time frame? So we wanted to analyze the trend of NTM infections from the time the Department of Health uh, NTM surveillance database was established until 2019. Given the changes in the delivery of healthcare services during the COVID-19 pandemic, data from 2020 onwards could have confounded the results. What kind of environmental events can increase environmental organisms? So microorganisms are the most abundant and diverse organisms on Earth. And while we might not, may know which microbes are present in the environment, our understanding about what those microbes are actually doing in each environment and how a change in climate will impact microbial communities is really poor. However, it is thought that extreme weather and climate events such as floods, cyclones, heat waves or droughts that occur abruptly and lead to variations in temperature, humidity or elements in the soil can have a large impact on the microbial community structure and their activity. Well, let's talk about floods particularly. Do you know why floods increase the risk of getting these infections? So the hypothesis is that extreme weather events like floods may cause disruptions in the ecosystem of these environmental mycobacteria that could lead to increased human exposure and risk for potential infection. A previous study conducted in Florida found a higher number of hurricanes to be associated with higher number of NTM infections. And since hurricanes can lead to flooding, uh, this fueled our hypothesis to look at the effect of floods and NTM infections in Missouri. And who are most at risk of getting these infections? In general, there are three major groups at risk. First, people with underlying lung disease like cystic fibrosis, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and bronchiectasis. Those are at higher risk for developing NTM lung disease. Uh, second, those who are uh, who have a weakened immune system due to primary immunodeficiencies or the receipt of certain medications like chemotherapy or other medications used to treat rheumatological conditions are at risk of developing infection in the lung and outside the lung. And finally, those that suffer injuries with contaminated soil or water and contain NTMs are at risk of NTM disease outside the lung, mainly in the skin. 
When you did your study, did you discover what types of areas are more likely to have cases, like city, rural, dry, wet? Indeed, we found that the risk of NTM clustering was almost three times higher in rural counties compared to metropolitan counties. And rural is defined by the U.S. Census Bureau as places with a population of 2,500 or fewer people. But we also found that counties with more than five flooding events per year had higher risk of NTM clustering. What kind of data did you use for your study and where'd you get it from? So we use a mandatory laboratory culture reporting from the Missouri Department of Health and Social Services Surveillance System and identified to identify NTM cases. Um, to be included, cases needed to have one or more mycobacterial cultures positive for an NTM species and have a postal code from the sample donor to be able to perform the spatial analysis. Well, let's take a moment here for you to give us a brief rundown of your study. We described the geographic distribution of NTM infections in the state of Missouri using data from the Missouri Department of Health surveillance system from January 1st, 2008 to December 31, 2019. We used spatial statistics to detect geographic hotspots with higher than expected NTM infection rates and their association with sociodemographic factors and flooding events in the state. So tell us what your findings were. What were the interesting things? So we found that the average county NTM infection rate was 63 per 100,000 persons. Although the number of positive cultures for most types of NTM species remained stable over time, Mycobacterium avium did show a positive trend towards an increasing incidence, meaning that most of the increase of the seas that we're seeing in Missouri is being driven by Mycobacterium avium. Among all NTM detected in respiratory samples, we also, in patients with lung disease, those patients were more commonly female, older, and infected with Mycobacterium avium. Were you surprised by anything you found? Well, I think the most interesting finding we had is that counties in Missouri with more than five flooding events per year had a 38% higher rate of NTM infections compared to areas with no flooding. And this highlights the interplay between climate change and human disease, something that I think we're more likely to see in the future. What would you like public health officials to take away from your study? I do think there's a need for wider public mandatory surveillance of NTM infections, as this would help us better understand NTM trends and the reasons behind the increased burden of disease we're seeing in clinical practice. But it would also help develop studies that focus on species-specific environmental niches to understand the subsequent transmission to humans, since this could offer relevant information to prevent infection in susceptible patients. Tell us about Washington University in St. Louis, what you do there, and what your special areas of interest are. I feel lucky to be at WashU because it's a welcoming community that fosters research collaboration. I'm, I'm an infectious disease physician, and my main area of clinical research interest is mycobacterial infections, particularly NTMs. Within NTMs, I am interested in the epidemiology, exploring risk factors for disease, but also on novel therapeutics, because there is still an unmet need for better treatment for NTM infections. So you mentioned something earlier about patients. Do you still see patients? Yes, I see patients with NTM infections, and anecdotally, I felt like I was seeing an increased number of referrals of patients with NTMs, and that's kind of what has driven me into explore more of this disease that, to a certain degree, 
is kind of considered orphan within the infectious disease realm, there's still a big need for more research in this area. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, Dr. Mahaya Chu. Thank you so much again for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you, Sarah. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the August 2023 article, Spatial Epidemiologic Analysis and Risk Factors for Non-Tuberculous Microbacteria Infections, Missouri, USA, 2008 through 2019, online at cdc.gov eid. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.